Hello and welcome to another episode of Fretman's Podcast. I am your host, Fretman. And on today's show, we have a very special guest, the maker, creator, and guitar maker from Vapor Guitars, Jim Calignato. Hello and welcome to the Fretman Podcast. I'm your host, Fretman. And in the studio today, we have a guitar maker, guitar builder, and also a musician slash roadie. His name is Jim. Sorry, how do you say your last name again? Jim Gallinato. 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 Yeah. Uh, So, are you Italian? It's a Jim Gallinato. It it comes from Italy, but it's a Filipino last name. But the Italians landed. In the Philippines well, back in the did. 1600s yeah. or whatever. And then, everybody landed in the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the Spaniards. That's yeah. why in the Philippines it's uh, Hernandez, Spanish, Rodriguez. last names. Yes. And then, uh, so the Galinato, Galinato, whatever, um, comes from Italy, but it's my grandfather's last name and he's Filipino. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a nice blend. But it does come from Italy. It's like you is, eat spaghetti and rice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly and so um yeah so yeah jim gallinato and then vapes it's vapes. called uh vapor guitars from my nickname vapes vapor vapes yeah and not vape like the vaping the no it had a way before then 90, way... 1997 is when i got the name because everyone in livid had nicknames everybody has a nickname <laughs> you know even my wife had a nick or has a nickname and um people call us by these nicknames that's and how so, you grew up. Yeah. That's yeah. how you, everybody knew each other by the next. So time. vapes, you know, short for vapor. And then I'm like, well, if I'm going to have a guitar company, let's just call it vapor. No one has it. Yeah. And, you know, and it's spelled V-A-Y-P-E-R. Yeah. So, versus the, yeah. The common so spelling. You Google vapor guitars spelled V-A-Y-P-E-R. I come up. There you go, folks. On all the socials, YouTube, whatever I have, it comes up. So it's easy. It's easier to look to- up. To look it up nice yeah so that's how i became that you know favorite yeah. guitars I'll, I'll probably say with the accent colonado yeah that's the fine. studio today we have jim <laughs> colonado the, the italian part of com, comes out of me you know yeah a little bit okay <laughs> i like uh new york style pizza oh uh, who i don't doesn't? like chicago you know what Pizza's pizza's for me. I mean, come on, look, yeah. look at the shape I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to keep this figure, especially when you have kids. You eat whatever's there. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. McDonald's. Yeah, I try to go away from McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, so that's the nice thing about this that you can just, you yeah, know, it's like having a conversation and not really worrying about like, oh, okay. That's what I like that. about podcasting. Like I listen to Chris Jericho. Um, and then, and then podcast is more like conversations. Yeah, it's it's conversation versus, you know, it's not a, like a radio station where you only got like two minutes. To, yeah. Okay, talk about this, my album. Talk oh, you out okay, coming that's out. Yeah. Yeah. I like to, uh, you know, my wife said, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, oh, she's been telling that for a couple of years now. But like, I like looking at what you're doing. There is some gear you got to buy, though. That's for sure. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of gear i need to buy yeah and so yeah i listen to podcasts a lot you know oh and i was driving home from el segundo mm-hmm. to huntington it would take almost two hours wow so that's when i became <coughs> the podcast listener 
Okay, that's where you really tuned into podcasting. Yeah, because music was, I was still getting tired. Mm-hmm. You know, you listen to music, turn it up, you're still getting tired. But podcasting, it keeps your, you know, oh, what is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, because you're learning something new, yeah. you know? There's always something informative. There's something that's going to catch your attention. Where yeah. radio is, oh, okay, just it's a tune. Yeah. You like it, you listen to it, you don't switch the station. Yeah. Or you listen to a series FM and... You know, you listen to the blues channel and you enjoy every single song. <laughs> yeah. So it's podcasting and uh and it, what's good about podcasting is you can listen to it all over the world, right? Yes. At any time. At any time. That's the nice thing about it. And I, that's one thing I like about Anchor. That's it reaches out ten different platforms. They don't just like, okay, just anchor by itself. No, you want iTunes, you want um Google to uh, Google, Google Podcasts, uh-huh. um, Spotify. I mean, Spotify is everywhere now. iHeartRadio. Yep, iHeartRadio, and it gives you right away. It gives you ten different platforms. Just those four things is all you need. That's a lot. That's a lot, and you don't have to do it. They'll yeah. do it for you. So I'm like, and it's free. Yeah, that's 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 better. That's, and it, but it tells you like the analytics of everything. Yes, like it, how it, many- it gives you the whole analytics here. Let me see. I got. Like, you know, how many listeners from Indonesia you got, you know? Because I know on uh, Facebook pages, they do that. Yes. Anchor FM. You figure I would have a shortcut by now. Yeah, there is a lot of gear I want to get, but. What's this? This is a. That's a Zoom recorder. I This is what I started with. So what I would do is hook up the line microphone through here. One, able... one microphone? One or two. Yeah, it has, you could do four at a time, actually. Because this is for recording. Yeah, for recording. And it works really, really good. Um, it's good for the field. And you'll see me at NAM with that one. Oh, NAM's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll run this line. I'll take this microphone, and I'll just have it in a little bag. And I have a little remote that goes with it. Just push record, stop. I can raise and lower the gain on it. Really? On the this? volume? This is what you started with. This is like, what, 100 bucks, 200 bucks? Those are like 400 bucks. Oh, wow. It's digital. I've recorded my nephew's band with that, and it sounds clear. It doesn't. It sounds like you're running off a board almost. Well, not that much, but yeah, I downloaded the um that app that you uh, got it from your your podcasting. What is it called? Anchor. Yeah, they say you could do everything with your phone. Yeah, you could record everything off your phone. So I'm going to test it with my wife. <laughs> You know, that's the best way to do it. You know, just test it at home and say, well, well, how does that work? I could put this down and just interview her and it records everything. You could do that. <laughs> yeah. And what I've done is for like phone calls, I level. So I hook that into that, put it into the microphone, into the phone. Mm-hmm. And I tap out of the headphone here from my headset and have a phone conversation. So it's recording from there to there. Yeah. Direct. Direct. Oh, nice. So you won't have that. Sometimes I listen to hit um, podcasts, and they're just skyping. That's you sound good, but they sound like feedbacky and far yeah. Away. That's what happened with the last one I did. Actually, a matter of fact, I did it off my phone, and I was having issues with the computer. That's when I was uh, trying to upgrade it and uh, back up the memory and all that. Mm-hmm. So I had to do the Skype. The last interview I did with uh, Larry Milberg, Milberg, um, he actually does a radio free. Uh, yeah. Roadie free radio. So he that's all he interviews, just roadies. That's his thing. I don't have you seen the video? No. I've oh. I've I've heard him. Yeah, you gotta watch the video. And then you guys have a video of that conversation? He has well, I have, it's only audio. I only oh. record audio. Okay. 
um, but we we're Skyping at the same time. And the reason you can't see it that well, cause it's the phone, you know, it's not off the laptop. Yeah. And at the end of the interview, my damn computer comes out. Okay. It's ready. I was like, oh, come on. And he's like, what's wrong? It's like my damn computer started working out, <laughs> but yeah. he's got a nice setup. I mean, he's got a studio, you know, he's got a shed and everything, but that, he does that for a living. Yeah, they can do it. Uh, he does that for a living, but he also does videography on the side. So he films bands and does commercial infomercials and all that. So, Wow. Yeah, it's a nice little setup. So, yeah, it's something small. It's it's doable, you know? Anyways. Um, is that an Apple laptop? Yeah, it's a MacBook Pro. So this is the analytical stuff of it. So it gives you where my percent of the... Then if you click on it, oh, it gives cool. you a breakdown. California, Virginia, New York, Maryland, Utah, Minnesota, Georgia. It gives you a whole breakdown of the region. So what I ended up doing, I wow. I would track this like like no other, even like the device, you know, iPhones, Android, other the web, Mac. So okay, so people are on their iPhones. That's yeah, mainly mainly iPhones. Fifty six percent of my listeners are all iPhones. I just switched over to the the Samsung from iPhone. From from Apple. That VMA. Oh, that is nice. That's sweet. Oh, I like how you you have it over here on this side. Yeah, I put it too close. It should have been up a little bit. But that's pretty cool because it's normally uh, on top, isn't it? It's up here. The Gibsons. Yeah. I want to put it here, so because when you plug it down there. Yeah, it's in you, the way. You see it. Yeah, it sticks out. You know, it's it's a you see aesthetics. the cord going through the V thing. And this you know, one, this you just just goes to the strap right there. That is awesome. That's a good idea, dude. Yeah, that is sweet. And I put Seymour Duncan Invaders in there. Nice Heavy pickups. Nice. Yeah, that's it. And it has pretty good uh, background music. Yeah, I was. They added all kinds of stuff because when I first got onto Anchor, when I first started, I think it was my first episode. I did it in our conference room, right before a conference meeting. So I'm like, I'm just testing this out real quick. Yeah, yeah. And um, they really didn't have background music. They didn't have intro, outro music. They didn't have anything. It was like basic. Now they pick got picked up by Spotify, so they work with Spotify. Yeah, you could put. And there's so music. much stuff you could do now. It's so it's you could amazing. use any music in Spotify, right? Because they, I kind of tested it yeah, out. They say you could do it. I usually get still a, a, a waiver of consent. Because Spotify owns Anchor. Yes. Yes. Spotify owns it. But they're still kind of separate. They're merged, but kind of separate individually companies. Um, so I've been, um, you know, I, I still get the waiver and all that. Because that's originally how they wanted you to do. You know, if you're going to record a band or, or play someone's music, make sure you cover yourself, you know. That's what I never got. It's like. Like say you're you're interviewing the guy that's in the band, but you can't play his music, like not even thirty second clip or, or something. Or yeah, you can say, uh, "I'm not the owner. Uh, I don't own the rights. I don't own the rights." So yeah, it kind of gets it gets into a gray area. And I had um one of our entertainment guys, our colleagues, one of our colleagues from entertainment. He actually helped me out with the the release form. Really? Like, oh, here, tweak this, tweak that, and hell, this should cover up. And that's the did I send you the release? No, if I didn't, I'll send it to you right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for the for the show. Yeah, just yeah. for the show. I thought I did. I'll send it to you right now. Then. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, that's 
that's uh, you know and i started because you know i love music i grew up listening to music i'm not very proficient i mean i grew up with with drums Mm -hmm. Um, and this actually is his drum set that's not mine that's my son's drum set so i don't i don't touch it i tweak it for him i fix it uh but other than that um he's a little drummer and golfer in the family here so nice yeah i got my son a drum set a gretch a nice a nice one for christmas a few years ago he wanted it so but i decided to get a nice decent one for me when he stops playing it nice so it's not you know yeah he plays it every once in a while but then i'll sit behind it and play it and how old is your son 16 oh wow how's that coming along he's a punk but you know <laughs> close has, your ears he has, he has a good loves. heart you know you know he's 16 so he's, he's a good kid compared to when uh, i was 16 uh, yeah. very good kid so only one yeah okay. just one well, and, then, uh, him and then uh, three-year-old twins tomorrow they turn three or twins. Wow. So, so you uh, got a handful for a while. Oh, man. It's great happened. that when he started middle school, we uh, gave him a, a phone because the middle school was right around the corner from our house. Oh, nice. So we didn't have to worry about daycare. But since he was going to be home alone, we got him a phone and all that stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one and done. You're lucky. You're yeah, lucky. Well, one, one and done. Oh no, but they're great. The kids are great. They keep us. Uh, they keep us young again. That's for sure. Yeah. They keep us. Yeah. Young. He introduces me to a lot of uh, cool music that he likes. Okay. And then uh, vice versa. You like he's a big. Music? Yeah, he's a big fan of corn. No way. And I've liked awesome. corns. No way. Okay, so you, I know yeah. you said you built a. a, a so you build a flying V. Yeah. Okay. So what got started is uh, my wife, I think it was 2016 or 15 for Christmas. She bought me a, a flying V guitar kit on Amazon. Okay. Okay. So I was like, wow, that's cool. So I unboxed it. You know, you watch those unboxing videos. Yes. And then I tried to videotape that, but it didn't come out good. So I did, uh, worked on the, um, the guitar kit. It took me about six months to complete that and put that thing all together. Um, watched a lot of YouTube videos, the fret work, the sanding, the paint, everything. So you had the wiring from scratch. I mean, there was, it, was a board even, well, there was, was it fretted. Yeah, it was fretted. Okay. The, the, you know, everything was, um, rotted out. Oh, okay. You know, you just so it still a, needed sanding and yeah, a lot of prepping. sanding and I did a lot of fret work, you know, Sanding the frets, uh, dressing the frets, and you know, conditioning the fretboards. Did everything, and put that thing together. And that thing, I, I play it all the time now, and it's really good. It stays in tune, <laughs> and I beat it up, and it still stays in tune, and it plays really good. And then my uh, buddy, he was a guitar player for a band called Mug, who used to play with Livid for years, you know, years ago. He builds great quality, awesome guitars at his house out Rancho Cucamonga. His uh, guitar brand is JLE Guitars. Okay. So they're, you know, on Facebook and all that too, on Instagram. But I asked him, can you help me build a guitar? You know, I want to yes. build a Flying V because I don't, you know, own a Flying V besides the kit that I just built. And he's like, yeah, I'll help you. So uh, basically I would have to go to his house and um, I did everything, but he just told me what to do, you know. Okay. Just told me what to do. And, you know, 
the cutting, the routing, and, and all that, he helped me with it. So you went from a plank piece of wood yeah. to a flying V? To a flying V. We had a five-piece neck, um, three-piece mahogany, two-piece maple with a uh, ebony fretboard. Oh, wow. You know, a mahogany body. Um, I'll send you a picture so you could post that, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I got, got the urge on that to start building guitars. So that and, started the spark. Yeah, that started it. And he builds great guitars, so it's like, you know, I learned – I learned from him. So it was basically, he was your mentor. Yeah. He was my mentor guitars. and, uh, and watching a lot of videos on YouTube, you know, constantly. <laughs> and then, you know, guitar builders or that are out there doing it, you know, a few of them would answer my questions. No way. That's cool. You know, I would send that's them, true. Hey, I'm trying to do this. What do you think? And they would kind of like, you know, give me information or like, you know, be cool, not competitive. That's that. See, and that's one thing I've noticed about this industry that it's actually turned yeah. from being competitive, secretive to now yeah. sharing it. Hey, you know, everyone's sharing yeah. ideas and everyone's cool. Um, I used to listen to uh, the Lutherist podcast that was out for a little bit, and there were guitar builders, and they would just interview other guitar builders. That's pretty cool. And it was like a. That's how I got to know some of these guitar builders and, you know, start Exposed messaging. Yeah. yeah. Start messaging them, asking them questions, listening to YouTube or watching YouTube, doing a lot of research on this. And then, uh, have, I found my manufacturer cause I created a guitar builders resource group, Facebook page. That's right. You were mentioning that. Yeah. Now I'm what I'm over 12,000 members and I don't really promote it. It's just, Word it's funny mouth. because I'm promoting my band like crazy. I can't even get a thousand followers <laughs> or something. I put the Guitar Builders resource page out there and I don't do anything with it. And it's over 12,000 right now in its own little community. I get re people saying, hey, you know, so this guy's turning it political, delete, block. We don't want any of that. Just guitar building stuff. Just simply build guitars. Yeah. And so I'm always removing people. Just you know, to start coming out with their, you know, promoting their, their uh, stupid things that has nothing to do with guitars or guitar building. Just, you know, so he moved all those people. But so my manufacturer was the third one that was the third one that hit me up. The first two, I couldn't reach them. I couldn't do my research on them. And in this third one, uh, I'll do a nameless thing right now. You yeah, know. we'll keep it uh, nameless. But um, no, they got a website, phone number, address, and then I communicate with them. You know, um, I ordered one one guitar from them, just how I wanted it, and they sent it like within two weeks. It was like wow, really quick, that was fast. Yeah, really quick. They flew it over, and I was like, okay, let's do business. I just wanted to build a relationship. Yes. Get the so ball if going. I got screwed over by buying one guitar, okay. I got screwed over. I'm not going to do yeah, that. I learned again. my lesson. Yeah. But just for one guitar. Exactly. So now they do, um, I order very small quantity. So um, a lot of it is done by hand. A lot of hand working on yes. these guitars. You know, it's CNC'd machine first and it's finished off by hand, you know, since it's only a small batch. Yes. Now, if I was ordering hundreds of guitars, it'd be all, Mass produce, mass produce, you know. So that's what I like about this. And I already got two guitars from them and working 
on my Flying V, that Flying V I just told you about, I'm going to try to get that manufactured. Wow. So hopefully. Because I got people are like, build a V and I'll buy it. And I'm like, well, buy one of these. You know, but. <laughs> I already got two models out. Yeah. Get one of those. Two models. I'll, I'll move up to a V. So one of my customers already, he bought a Strat style. Now he's going to, actually he's buying that red one that I brought. Wow. So that's that already, one. that's claimed for. I can't. I can't put a deposit for that one then. Mm, yeah, well, yeah, you can because I could just order more. But I got black, white, and red. Three colors. Nice. So that's just wanted to stay with just three colors. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, that's how I got started. And uh, like I said, I was uh, wanting to build guitars and for like 10 years and maybe sell them after I got really good. Yeah. That's why, you know, I'm still new on the building side. So I'm keeping those till I really feel confident. Like my buddy Jeff that taught me how to build them. I think he has maybe eight, 10 guitars, you know? He says that he wants to build more so he can get better and then sell them. I'm like, dude, these are high quality right now. Wow. You know, just high quality guitars right now. So just go for it. And so hopefully one day he'll he'll release it. He'll release those and yeah. make them public. Yeah, so, and that's how I got started in there. And then, um, with this guitar builders group page, you know, I met a lot of people. Yes. A lot of guys that build pickups, you know, knobs, bridges, all guitar parts. They're all part of it. That's pretty cool. You know, that's a nice community to have, yeah. you know. And the guitar building community, you know, it's not competitive. They kind of support each other, you know, and that's what I like about it. And then you meet these guys in person, like at NAM, and they're super cool. They're just down to earth. You know, they're, they're like super cool. And um, like, you know, Jeff Kiesel, he's a, uh, a guitar company, Kiesel Guitars. They make like the best looking guitars out there, in my opinion. And that guy's really cool. Nice. You know, um, very personable and, you know, meeting other guitars, uh, guitar companies, Ormsby Guitars, Soli Guitars. It's just cool, cool community. Sweet. You know, coming from the music, you know, I just, it's all guitar building, pedals, anything to do with guitars. And there's a lot of uh, female guitar builders out there that make some great stuff. Great, nice. great custom acoustics. It's just incredible work. And they're young. Really? They're not older and they're young. And they're, this is what they're doing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So there's a whole bunch of them I follow on, you know, and, it, and it's probably the, the generation where, there is a generation gap. Yeah. And I think it's after ours. Yeah. Where it kind of left off when they didn't do things hands on. They didn't do uh, craft things. They don't do the DIY stuff, you know? No. They'd rather have someone else do it and buy it. And then there's the generation after that that is actually getting involved, wanting to do it, wanting to learn. Yeah. And that's one thing I learned it's a from lot my of kids. New, it's a lot of new young people getting into the building part of it, you know, and then a lot of young artists, music, you know, you got, what's that band? Like Led Zeppelin. Um, Greta, Greta, Greta Van, Van Fleet. Yeah. So you got, you know, they're kids. They're ki yeah, they're kids. I like, I like them because they're playing their instruments. Yes. It's not recorded backing tracks. No, you know, they're, they're straight out, straight. Yeah. Amp, I mean, guitar. Yeah. Great uh, guitar players in the real. Yes. You know. Well, I like all kinds of stuff, <laughs> you know. <laughs> My music is is all over the place, 
And it should be, you know, you can't, you know, it, it's, it's like having a pair of socks. You don't have the same one. Yeah. Or the same model for everything. You know, you have different socks, you know, you have your, your weekend socks, you have mm-hmm. your sock to go to sleep with, then you have your sock that you have to go to work with. Exactly. And you don't take those and you use them for cutting the lawn. No. So, you know, music's the same way, you know? Music is, is, uh, it's the real time machine. It is. It is. It's timeless. That's for sure. Yeah. So it's like you could listen to, you know, a song comes on and I'm like, that song was playing when my dog died. <laughs> you know, you get bummed out yeah. for a second. So, but yes, music is a time machine. Yeah. Time, well, that's one thing. My podcast was originally going to be about um, how music uh, affects you. Because um, yeah. you can always think of a song of something you were doing. So if you think of a song mm-hmm. or a song comes on, you can always remember, oh, I remember when I heard that I was at my par- in my parents' car, we're heading to Northern California. Yeah. Or, hey, that's a- that song came on when I was at the beach. Yep. You know, you always relate it to something that you were doing in that time in that time frame. Exactly. So, and that's what's amazing. And every time you hear it, even as you get older, you'll hear it and it still brings you back to that memory. Right there. You knew like where you exactly were. Exactly where you were at and what you were doing. Yep. That's what I like about music, you know? Talking about Marilyn Manson. Last year at NAMM, Marilyn Manson. I was like, no way. He was cool, right? Oh, down to earth. Yeah. Down to earth. He's like, hey, man, how you doing? Then he looked at my badge. He's like, you weren't recording, were you? I was like, no, 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 dude. We're good, dude. I don't want to record my own shit. (laughs) So, you know, we just giggled a little bit. And the guys were like, come on, dude, hurry up. Let's go. We're going to be late. So I guess they're going out to lunch. So. But down to earth. Yeah. I kind of recognize the other guys, but I'm not sure if they was them or not. So but I'm not going to even say their names, but. Yeah. He, li- he, he lives in. Down a, to earth. Like. Normal. We met him one time. Me and my wife, we met him at the Troubadour. Oh, nice. It was at one of my shows and uh, he was at the bar. <coughs> we went up to him and uh, he was like soft spoken. He was really cool. Like, like you said, down to earth. Yeah. Just like. I thought he was going to be an ass, but he was like super cool. And I don't know. It was just really cool to meet him. Yeah, you know, you have a little bit more respect when you meet these rock stars and they're cool. Exactly, you know, and, and that's one of the things I've always had. Where if it's an idol, you know, you always have an idol that you look mm-hmm. up to. Like, oh man, this guy is the best guitarist in my in my world. He's the best one. Yeah, and you kind of want to meet him, but you don't want to meet him because you don't want him to be a jerk or mm-hmm. an ass, or he's just not in the time in a good place of uh, time right now. Yeah, and you just don't want him to be like that to you. Then they're you know, your idolization is gone. You get you know? upset. Yeah. Then it's like, you know what? I'm going to take that poster off. Yeah. You know, the one you have in your closet. So, <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, I haven't met Gene Simmons yet. Oh, that, that'd probably be pretty fun. You know, you know, he's got, he grew up with Kiss, but, you know, if he's an ass to me, then I'm like, man, why did I meet him? You know? Yeah. You, yeah. That's that feeling like, wow. I met every single person in Kiss except, and, except Gene Simmons. And that's your idol. Well, him and Paul Stanley, well, Ace Freely, but um, Ace Freely and Paul Stanley was like kind of really quick. So it was like at NAM. Oh, okay. signed this, and it's like, hey, how you doing? Just really quick, you yeah. know, but they were cool, you know. Um, yeah. So I haven't met him out of all the Kiss guys. See, it's funny because last year was my first time at NAM. Yeah. I just missed the deadline two years ago to get the media credentials. So last year was my first time, and I felt like a kid in a candy store. 
I mean, you're walking, you're walking down aisles of artists, reps, yeah. you know, different people. And they're like, oh my God, that's so-and-so. And then behind you is like, so-and-so. It's like, you don't know where to turn. I mean, you're like- Everywhere, yeah. there's people. And they're just down to earth. Hey, how you doing? And oh yeah, sure. I'll talk, talk to you on your show. Yeah. They're really yeah. down to earth. And, you know, it's very nice. And I like they they keep the public away, but it's also strictly for the industry. But they keep that public away, but it's, it's still like, seems like 100,000 people there still. <laughs> yeah, there's there, so many there people was. for being not open to the public. There is. So and, many people. And it's a lot of the people that work back office. Yeah. Because there's a couple of people I ask, hey, where do you work? Um, I think one of them said um, some stu- uh, studio in L.A. Um, and he worked back to, like the office part. I was like, oh, okay. I guess they let anybody in now. Yeah. I mean, well... It's a lot of buyers there sitting there doing business. Yeah, there is a lot of buyers. I had to wait a couple of times for interviews like that. Yeah. Like, oh, we're gonna have a meeting right now. Give me about an hour. I'm like, all right, I'll come back. And then it's expensive to have a booth there. Like, I don't think I'll ever have a booth there because it's thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, I saw the prices on that. Ten by ten, I think. I think the that's small the one, smallest. Yeah. And it wouldn't be worth it to me because if I had thirty five hundred dollars, I'll be buying better equipment yeah, for your guitars, guitars and designing more guitars and you know customize stuff order strings order stuff i wouldn't just you know a booth a booth <laughs> and you're sitting there all day long yeah so. instead of enjoying it all day long but you know but if you did go there invest that 3500 what if you get an order a couple orders, a couple of orders. Yeah, you get you a hundred, you know, order of a hundred. Yeah, that itself covers it. So yeah, so it, yeah, it's it's give and take. It's give and take. But for a little guy, you know, I went. I go to the uh, Costa Mesa Guitar Show. Okay, the yeah. California Guitar Show. Yes, and I think that's like four hundred something dollars for the ten by ten booth. But that show is more for um, collectors and. That's where I've seen buyers. your guitar. That's where I've seen your guitar. Yeah, I've gone to it. Yeah, so it's more like for for buyers. I mean, not um, collectors. Collectors, yeah. They want to spend sixty thousand on a Strat or something. Yeah, it's, you know, that's usually where Joe Bonamassa goes and spends all his money at. Yeah, or he, some of it. He goes to the January one when the Nam show is going. Yeah, to avoid going to Nam. Yeah, he goes. He puts all his guitars there. He buys uh, like Strat, like Strats and Tellies and Fender amps. Like, have you seen his? Nerdville, I guess. Yeah, his house. Nerdville. It's crazy. Yeah, that's the next person we're trying to get on the show here. So if you're listening to Joe Bonamassa, there's another call out. Yeah. He seems like a cool guy, too. So we just had uh, Jason Tanay from uh, Dirty Knobs. He plays with uh, Mike Campbell. Okay. From uh, Top Petty and the Heartbreaker. So we just had him on the show. So his episode's coming out, or by the time this is aired, it's already been out, so it's probably the previous episode. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's telling us about Joe Bonamassa. So hopefully he, he hears this one and uh, gives me a call and we can record him. He's like the top dog right now in blues. Yes, he is. We learned from the best from BB King. Yeah, so and that was his protege. I learned some of Joe Bonamassa stuff. Um, he has some tricky uh, little scales and licks. I'm trying to get down. You know, it's more like. <laughs> Got to get used to the pattern of what he does. So originally, um, you started in music at an early age. Yeah, yeah. I've always been into music. Uh, Kiss was first, obviously, and then you know, 
because I'm I'm older, so it was like Kiss, Aerosmith, Cheap Trick, Ted Nugent, and all those guys. But yeah, going back yeah. into starting Kiss, you know, and all Ted Nugent, Aerosmith, Cheap Trick, and then uh, Van Halen. When Van Halen came out, there was posters all over my room, and then uh, the next band after that was Iron Maiden. Posters all over my room, and then. <laughs> Then after Iron Maiden, I'm talking like, you know, have as my favorite band. And then here comes Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, that group of the thrash metal guys. Yes. And they all became my favorite. And um, because I wrote it for Slayer back yes. at the at that time. And um, yeah, and then uh, became a roadie for Slayer for a while. And then... Uh, and you were in high school and you became a roadie, right? Yeah. 17... And I became Jeff Hanneman's uh, roadie guitar tech because um, we were hanging out at the time and uh, he didn't drive. One of my friends drove. And so, you know, we got driven around, go buy beer and, you know, practice, hanging out in Hollywood and doing all these stupid things. But yeah, for the first two albums, then I had to go finish my senior year and they took off to Japan and I had to go finish high school. And then, you know, you kind of grow apart. Yeah. You know, yeah, after life. that. Yeah. And then they went and became, you know, who they became. Wow. That's one of the biggest bands in the world. That's an awesome story. I, yeah. You know, and here, you know, I met them through a colleague from work and it ends up being that we're both colleagues actually from the same uh, company that we work for. Yeah. And he actually makes, is a guitar maker. And he's here on our podcast today, um, introducing us to uh, a new model guitar that he's going to be coming out in uh, Black Friday. On Black Friday, so you hear that Black Friday, day after uh, uh, Thanksgiving. Um, it's the 2020 model called the VMT, and it's uh, VMT. It's for the Vapor Modern T uh, style guitar, Telly style. So yeah, it's a Telly. It's a Telly shape, um, two humbucker pickups. You know. Uh, one tone knob, one volume knob, three way switch. It's uh, it's really cool because uh, Telly's the body isn't made of mahogany usually. It's like ash yeah, or some different wood. type bodies. But I use a uh, mahogany bodies on all my guitars. Nice. And then uh, the VMT has a maple neck and ebony fretboard. And I'm coming out. It's a standard model, which is your standard price for three ninety nine. And then I'm coming out with the pro model. That'll come out a little bit later, which is, you know, custom Seymour Duncan pickups, all the high-end electronics, uh, hip shot tuners, bridge, you nice. know, just all customized. That's sweet. Yeah. That so. is sweet. Well, we can't wait uh, to try it out. And uh, we'll have uh, Jim play some uh, some riffs here on our uh, little studio amp that we have here and Cool. We'll see what he can blow up some tubes as well here on this other five water <laughs> Jet City amp here. Nice. Um, but he also has a uh, Stratocaster model that's already out and available, correct? Yeah. That's the VSS for the Vapor Strat style or S style, you know, guitar. Um, yeah, it's uh, that same thing with mahogany body, um, maple neck, rosewood fingerboards. Um, that just comes stock right now standard 
and it's issues. Volume and tone only. Yeah, volume and tone only. And then I have the input jack, the bottom of the guitar instead of on top of the guitar, like you see on oh, the. Oh, you have a tele style. Yeah, just yeah. try to you know to get it away it's in from way. the yes. And then I lowered the volume uh, knob because uh, on the Strat there's three. You know, you got a volume, two tones, and the volume is really close to the uh, the fret the um, pickup pickup. So when you're strumming, you're you're kind of turning down the volume as you're playing. Well, for me, so I had them move it down a little bit so it's out of the way. Yeah, I, I do see that on the model that you have here that you brought in today. Yeah, it is it is a little bit lower, uh, somewhat closer to the bridge. Yeah, just to get um, it out of the way. And also five a five way switch or yeah. three way switch five way five switch. Way? Okay, it's a humbucker and two singles, two single coil pickups. Oh, there it is. Yeah. I was getting the glare from the light. Yeah. Yeah. And then the two models, they come um, satin finishes. Right now, I don't have gloss finish. You know, I just like to look. Just like all the new cars nowadays. Satin finish cars, yeah. like the Teslas. Yes. You know, you see red ones, black ones, gray ones, and it's like satin finish. So I kind of like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. I like that. So I'm doing that with the guitars for right now. Yeah. And then I'm working uh, with my manufacturer, working on the Flying V. No way. Yeah, working on the Flying V. I built a Flying V um, 2017 from scratch. Nice. So that, we're going to like, you know, produce that. Get That's that in the production cool. line. Never had a Flying V. I've only had a Tally uh, SG. Um, and it's not even a Gibson. It's an Epiphone, which is still good, by the way. It's yeah. still the same company, parent company. Yeah. But it's it still sounds good. And, you know, I had a couple of friends of ours uh, or a friend of mine uh, set it up for me. So it's, it's pretty squared away. I might not sound like uh, Gary Clark Jr., but it's close enough. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, Epiphones are nice guitars. But a Flying V. I had a dream about that, you know? <laughs> yeah, so I got... In the future, I'm going to have some different models, but like, you know, it's just a one-man show. So I'm just doing everything myself, you know, website, photography, marketing. Marketing, yeah. Just doing everything myself, you that, know. As far as the manufacturing, are you making them? I make the uh, prototypes. Mm -hmm. Like I build and work them on home, at home, um, not for sale. You know, they're my personal guitars. And so I have those prototypes produced overseas manufactured okay so i can keep the cost down because if i'm going to sell something i build it's going to cost yeah, yeah you know yeah, it's going to be an arm and a leg because of all the hours putting in all the hours just to do a neck that could be lots of hours just wow. to shape a neck you know so but i wanted to start this guitar company i was going to do it when i retired <laughs> you know and then i'm like you know screw it because a lot of people are dying around me the older you get, more people die, and it's like they haven't lived with their dreams or what they wanted to do in life. Yes. So instead of waiting till I retired to try to start a guitar company, let's just do it now. So hence, I work and build the prototype, and then send it over to overseas, and they have they produce it. Go back and forth with the measurements and pictures here, you know. You want to see this before you go to the next step, take a picture and then get my approval. And then they go to the next step oh. all the way to the shipping. Wow. You know, and it's that's uh, pretty cool. That's this way to keep it down. And like, you know, there's so many guitar companies, you know, out there there. Is. and it's, 
you know, I'm just a little guy, but it's like. But you're still in the same ocean as the other ones. Yeah. So my target audience or the target market I want for right now is like, you know, more like your beginner, intermediate players. Yes. Um, because you can't compete with the Fenders and Gibson and, and yeah, all those. They, they mass produce stuff. Yeah. But sometimes with those guitars, the big name brand guitars, you get lower quality for too, too much money for lower quality. Yeah. You're like, just paying for the name. Yeah. Because the, the last few years, you know, it's all over YouTube how uh, Gibson, they're selling crack neck guitars and there's just flaws on it, you know? Yeah. And you can see the flaws in the picture that they put on their website. So you're paying, you know, three, four thousand dollars just for the name, but you're kind of getting a guitar that needs a lot of work. And then there's videos on YouTube saying that, you know, comparing the Gibsons to the Epiphones, the Epiphones way better quality, the way it's done, you know, half the price or third of the price. Third of the price, yeah. You know, it's the same company. So my target audience isn't the uh the guys that want the name brands only, but you know, maybe it's the next gen guitar brand. The kids of today, you know, because they're playing their dad's and grandfather's guitars. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, the name brand guitars. And I have I have all of them myself. The Gibsons and Fenders. And <laughs> for my bands, um, my main guitar is a Gibson Les Paul and Gibson SG. Nice. Loaded with Seymour Duncans. And that's what I play through a Mesa Boogie, dual rectifier. That's my setup for my band. Dual rectifier. Nice. Yeah. But I'm uh, customizing the VMT, the new model, the pro model. I'm going to make it my main guitar for my bands. Okay. Yeah. So I'm putting some uh, Seymour Duncan Black Winters in there. And uh, things are going to sound pretty heavy. So that's going to be my main guitar. Sweet. One of my guitars, you know. And the name of this band is? It's Livid. Um, Livid. And it's uh, metal? Yeah, it's Livid. We were a band back um 97 to 2001, and then uh, we ended. And then uh, me and the singer, we were in different bands. Um, the most recent band was Anger the Giant, and we have music all over YouTube and all over the internet. Just type in Anger the Giant in any platform, and, and it comes up. up. Okay. But uh, Anger the Giant, three quarters of Anger the Giant was Livid from back in the day. And we just reunited with the uh, bass player Rob. We call him Smokey. Uh, so now Livid's back. Nice. After 18 years of a hiatus. Yeah. And then now we're back recording and just take, you know, having fun, just hanging out, being together. No stress. We're not trying to make it. We're just recording, writing new music right now. And then uh, play some shows probably in 2020. You know, we did two shows since we've been back and they're really good. That's awesome. You know, and then, you know, I don't know, maybe you're too young to remember Livid, but like, you know, we did a lot back in the Hollywood days, you know, with Static X, Papa yeah. Roach. Okay. System of a Down, you know. Yeah. It's, it's countless a, of bands we shared the stage with back back in the day. That's that's still my era. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of them became successful and uh, we just didn't. So now we're just living life and having fun and just jamming back together again. You guys are back together, back together after eighteen years. And uh, you th you think that the eighteen years of hiatus was you guys 
had kids already and kind of family life kind of got on the way and yeah well we i mean me and my singer sizzle we you know we were in livid back in the day and then when livid was done then we were in the band called adore and then uh we made some albums there and then um being in anger the giant which was the singer guitar player and drummer of livid was yes. anger the giant and then reunited with rob our bass player that's who we haven't seen in 18 years in 18 years wow yeah, so we got back i saw him one night at a, a at a club and then from then on we all knew the spark, <laughs> we the, all knew we were gonna get back, back together again yeah that's cool and then we did a, a show at the gas lamp in long beach yeah. um with head pe um as our first show back and the place yeah place was packed and it was a really good show nice good show and then um you would think we'd be playing all over the place but we're just kicking back taking our time writing and recording and then when we do record we're going to be playing more shows and maybe do an arizona vegas you know the west coast kind of well that'll be our tour if we did get a gig in vegas you know drive out there do the show and drive back that's our tour for the year you know, yeah. we don't need it. We all got jobs and mortgages and kids. We can't can't go on tour. You're like, been there, done that. Uh, let's do what I want to do now. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm happy to be at home in my bed yeah, every night. Yeah. And, you know, some of our friends, they go on tour still. and We follow them on Facebook and Instagram and seeing the, uh, you know, the van breaks down, the tire blows out. Oh, jeez. The heater doesn't work and it's freezing, or the AC doesn't work and it's hot and it's humid. and something inside the van or bus. Yeah, I'd rather jump in the pool and kick back, you know, relax at home. Yeah, go inside. Get going, you yeah. Know, you go into your fridge and you know there's food there. and Yeah, <laughs> so. It's like, oh, crap, we got to order this or put that on the list. But, yeah, that's why I'm just, you know, we're not really trying to do anything like make it, but you know, like I said, I just wanted to start this guitar company instead of waiting until I retire to start it. Maybe by the time I retire, it could be an actual an actual transition to yeah, a full time job. Yeah, yeah, you know. So it would start slow. That's and you know what? They're very beautiful guitars. I Thank can't you. wait to actually noodle on it. Um, not actually play. I just noodle. You know, I'm not pro- very proficient. I only started playing guitar in 2008. So okay. I've been playing forever. Um, I started when I was 14. I'm old right now, but I started when I was 14. And uh, I still learn, you know, every week. It's something you learn. You definitely have to practice at least 20 minutes. I would say I practice 20 minutes every other day. So I'm not really on a constant basis, but I am, you know. It's hard with kids. Yeah. I'm I'm sure you know. and by the time you get home from work, it's it's pretty late already. Yeah, it's so, late, and you know I won't I won't play it that much. But um, every Sunday morning, I try to you know I'm up around six six thirty, make a pot of coffee, and then just go in my back room, my music room, and then I'll turn on YouTube and start learning some blues, uh, some classical. Just learn. I just need to learn something. Yeah. For that day, yeah. and then I'll play that for the week. Nice. You know, you're still learning. After that's, all these years, you you know you always keep on learning. That's for sure. And that's one thing I've noticed for talking to a lot of musicians that they're always learning something different. Yeah, not what the genre they're doing, but something usually different from what they do. Yeah. Well, the thing about music instruments, piano, guitar, whatever, you can never master it. No. I don't care what anyone says. You can't master anything. You could play for forty years, and the kid down the street 
that just started two weeks ago, he'll teach you something. <laughs> yeah. You'll learn something from him. So, yeah, it's always learning. It's that that is definitely true. Well, we'll we we will put pictures and uh, take a couple of videos and uh, sound actually from these guitars, um, from the guitars you brought in the Tele style and the Stratocaster style from Vapor Guitars. Uh, we'll put them up. We'll post them up. We'll definitely be advertising for you. Cool. Um, yeah. So I'll anything, do the same. Anything comes through, uh, just send me a press release or send me an image or something. That's going straight to social media and uh, our website as well. So yeah, and we'll definitely use this platform. The geez, I forgot my own name. Fretman's podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely put it on Fretman's podcast and uh, we'll air it out there and hopefully people around the country and around the world can uh, listen to it. Let me uh, hook up an amp here. I don't have big stuff. You know, I'm not. No, it doesn't need to be big. I forgot my tuner. distortion that one uh, that looks like it does yeah, this one actually, is like I, really good for clean yeah it's good for clean um if you want more distortion i'll give you the That's a great clean
I do want to thank you for coming uh, onto the Fredman's Podcast show, um, into the studios, actually. This is nice. I want to give thanks to Jim for taking his time and coming out to our studios and allowing us to interview him and learn a little bit more about his guitars. And with that, I leave you today, my listeners. Thank you for making it this far on the episode. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Join the team, join the fun. Please visit my blog, Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe to get some updates as they happen. You can always reach me on our website at fretmansblog.com. That is F-R-E-T-M-A-N-S-B-L-O-G.com. Or send us an IM on Instagram. Links and photos will be available on our website, connecting to vaporsguitars.com. You'll be able to access his uh, website, his Instagram, and his Facebook from our webpage. Or you can go directly to his website at vaporguitar.com. Don't be surprised if somewhere, someplace, when you least expect it, you will hear that one song that will forever change your life. (laughs) 